Hello, and welcome to Gaming Fix, episode 87, on this September 14th, 2019. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your girl's favorite retro console. I am joined today by Allison Saigan. Hello, hello. And Pat Cotter. What's up? Uh, this guy. Uh, the Borderlands review Metacritic score because Currently up. They, and then one day it will be down. Yes, uh, we will see where that goes. Um, I, I am very interested to see where that goes. Yeah, especially but, hearing how bad it works on console. But uh, this is not a Borderlands episode, as none of us here have played it, and it might be a while before any of the three of us play it. But. Uh, before we get into things today, uh, we just want to take a moment and ask for feedback from our audience. Uh, we've been going at this almost two years now, and I don't know, I th- we think things have gotten a little loose. Uh, we could tighten things up, uh, be a little more deliberate with our uh, structure, maybe. Be more professional. Yeah. Be Sure, be more professional. We're still going to upload to Pornhub because... <laughs> That's our thing now. We're the premier Pornhub gaming podcast. I don't know if this episode is true. Pornhub. I mean, there can't. I mean, it tell must me, be tell true, me right? about another. Tell me about another gaming po- a podcast on Pornhub. Allison. Let's see. I'll do some I'll research. Wait. I'll do some research while you go through this. Okay. Well. Okay. Uh, well, so, Pat's going on Pornhub. So uh, while uh, Pat, you know, browses Pornhub, I would like to uh, solicit any feedback, questions, comments. Uh, dreams, hopes, aspirations from our audience uh, that you would like to share with uh, us so we can make the sh- the best show for you. That'll help us hopefully grow and, you know, we can keep doing this and, you know, hopefully get bigger and better. I searched gaming uh, podcasts and I didn't find us, but I also didn't find anything else that <laughs> looked like it was actually a gaming podcast. Well, there were hey. a lot of dicks, but that's about it. What? <laughs> hey, you know what? It sounds like a victory to me. <laughs> yeah, so I think we can continue to use that. Uh, that term. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, the world's premier, Pornhub's premier gaming podcast. Gaming I'll, I'll I'll put that on my resume, but say on on a video <laughs> service. <laughs> a video unnamed video services on, premier gaming podcast. <laughs> unnamed video service. We are the top gaming podcast, and they're like, what what service? Don't worry about it. Uh. You can send your questions, hopes, aspirations, feedback, comments to gaming at fix.space. That is fix with a Y, F-Y-X dot space. Uh, yeah, so do that for us. It would really help us. Uh, we want to know, you know, structure. Do we talk about certain games too much? Do you do you not want to hear about, I don't know, what, what kind of game? Uh, I don't know. You want to hear about all the games, don't you? Do you want to hear you about the crew two more? Yeah, yeah. The Do you answer want to hear is about yes. Game of the Year 2018, the crew two weekly. Uh, we'll make it a special segment, and Pat has to play the game every week to provide an update. He cannot, he cannot wing it. 
Um, yeah, well, you, I can go back and I can I can cover all of the Dragon Ball Fighters DLC characters from when, season two. When we launch a Patreon, if we were to ever do that, or, or or some kind of subscription service, one of the tiers could just be make me play the crew two more. <laughs> and that's why we need your the listeners help uh so please once again that email is gaming at fix.space you can, uh, you know if you send us a good question we might read it on the air and discuss it i don't know that's a thing podcasts do sometimes yeah uh so yeah please uh give us that feedback we'd love it and uh we love you especially if you give us feedback and with all that said i think we're gonna get into the show proper uh so allison yes uh how about you plunge the depths of space <laughs> this and the, we're never gonna change the bad segues i i, I will never no I will never accept feedback on my segues uh allison's a plumber she likes to plunge what do you like to plunge, Allison? Uh, so what I'm, what I'm bringing is Star Wars pinball. That's that's the uh, <laughs> that's that's the uh, the segue that we're doing here. Is I played Star Wars pinball on Switch. Um, so it's uh, basically for uh, I don't know how many of uh, you have played the any of these pinballs, but uh, pinball tables, but basically this, this is uh, Zen Studios. Uh, they've done quite a bit of uh, pinball on uh, not just Switch, but on other consoles and uh, on on PC. I, I, and uh, notably, the Nintendo Switch uh, had not been getting their Star Wars tables, which, as somebody that likes Star Wars a lot, I was just like, What's going on? And the reason that they didn't put that in their normal pinball release uh, was that they released a standalone game that was just Star Wars pinball. Uh, they can do it and they can get your money. They can. Although, I have to say, it apparently is cheaper to buy this than to buy all the Star Wars tables on, like, say, Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. There's 19 it, tables. That's That's a lot. 19 tables, 30 bucks, which is, you know, might be, might be a lot, especially if you're not sure if you're going to be playing that much pinball. However, uh, the base game for the Zen Studios pinball is, and they have a couple of free tables in there. So you can kind of see, is this something I want to play? Um, would I be interested in 19 tables of Star Wars? Then maybe, uh, the actually, but they've actually added a decent, I, I want to say decent amount of extra stuff. They've added a couple of extra things. Um, they've added a career mode, uh, where it's, it's basically just, uh, progressive challenges that you have to go path, go through. Um, so for, for instance, it's okay. You have to get, uh, a certain number of points on this one table, uh, with limited, you could only use the flippers 200 times. Um, and you can, uh, let the ball fall as many times as you want, but you can only have the flippers too much times. Uh, so there's just, uh, so 
that might be one of the challenges that you have to go um, past. Or you can just play on the normal table of the online tournaments. Uh, some of them have mini games, which I think are kind of garbage, uh, but they keep trying to make you play uh, more of. But uh, overall, it's it's a really nice package uh, for pinball uh, on the Switch. And if you, like me, are a big Star Wars person, it's nice to be able to get all the Star Wars tables. Um, there's also a, a thing where you, you have to basically be playing either for the light side or the dark side and give you earn points for your side. I honestly don't know what that'll end up doing, <laughs> but I thought it was very funny that Anakin Skywalker was on the light side uh, for the image because Darth Vader is also on the dark side. And I'm like, that's, that's, that was, that was very funny to me. Yeah. It's like an X-Wing. You can have, at this point, you can have Darth Vader in a TIE fighter fighting against Anakin in a, like a Jedi starfighter. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, when you're, when you're doing like game stuff over a period that is as long as Star Wars has been going and like with the story taking place over such a time, you gotta be able to do that. Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, you yeah. Know, yeah. Go- how many Gokus fight against each other in Dragon Ball games? Too many Gokus. Oops, all thought- Gokus. <laughs> I just thought it was very funny because you're, you're looking at this and you're like, okay, who are the representatives of the light side? You've got uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're like, okay. You've got Yoda. You're like, okay, that's fine. You've got Anakin Skywalker. That's it. Uh, it, it seems so like you could put Luke in there. That's the thing. <laughs> well, or Ray, maybe. Because that's all like prequel stuff. But like looking at the, uh, the eShop page, it doesn't say that they have episodes one through three. It says four through eight. Rogue One, Solo, and that's it for movie adaptations. And then it's got, like, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, and to be perfectly fair, it is the Anakin from Clone Wars. But... Uh, Okay. But still, come on. Yeah. It's like, there's there's people like Luke. There's people... And then on the dark side, there's Vader, which are like, okay, there's... uh, there's Kylo Ren, and there is... Who is the last one? We're mixing people mad with that one. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. It's like you have Kylo Ren on that side. It's like, why not Rey on the other side? Like, I just... I don't understand. She's gonna go bad in the new movie. Oh, God, That's I, not... They already confirmed, I thought, that that was the case. It's a Force Vision! Force Vision! Uh, of course they're gonna say that. They don't lie about that stuff, though. Maybe Rain Johnson didn't lie about it. <laughs> yeah, but any, but anyways, it's um, it's really it's it's really fun. And uh, since you can play the other Zen Studios tables, it's it, it really will give you a sense for if you like this package or not. It's but fun for free. I'm yeah. I'm like I I like pinball mm-hmm. and I like. I want to play pin. I want to get something a pinball game on the Switch because it seems like the perfect thing to play pinball on. Because like I don't yeah. like touch screens. 
on phones for pinball. Um, oh, no. And no. the switch buttons could be a little bit better for it, but like there's still, it still at least is like tactile mm-hmm. buttons that you're pressing for the, yeah, the triggers are the, fine for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, but it's, I've always had a weird thing with the Zen tables where like, I like pinball, digital pinball that is like representative of what physical pinball right. works like. And the Zen tables are so like out there, like, like looking at the store page, they have the like speeder bike table and stuff. And that's not really like what I'm looking for. So I'm, I, I've always I, been a little bit put off by their like wild and out there yeah. stuff. To, to be fair, that speeder bike table looks like it's just like an extension off of the normal. Oh, gotcha. Table. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't look yeah. like an act. No, I mean, it doesn't look like a full table. I just was, yeah. wasn't sure. Like, I they're mo- yeah. like, they, they, a lot of the tables have basically like a mini table to either attached gotcha. to it or like underneath it um that makes sense most of the tables are i feel like are close to something that you could have in real life it's just a lot of them are a little bit more um and they do go out there to a certain extent like the clone i I was playing the clone wars table earlier and uh there's one mission where you had to uh there was a like a giant force field on the table and you needed to get around it but uh but for the most part, you're using just standard tables, um, I would say. But, yeah, and, and the other thing that I am very anxious to work on once I get um, my left Joy-Cons back, uh, since right now I'm just using a pretty cheap, hoary uh, left Joy-Con. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Judgment much. Joy-Con, but you can't play with it disconnected because I uh, I have the uh, Switch Flip Grip, mm-hmm. which was the um, the weird uh, was it kickstarted? Yeah, it was the kickstarted one. I bought it. I did buy it off Kickstarter, but you can not you can now buy it off of uh, Fan Gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's twelve dollars, and you can it's basically a grip so that you can do the uh, vertical, vertical mode. Yeah, and since this uh, this it's really easy to get to vertical mode in this game. Like you literally just press uh, like a button on the main screen and it'll flip around. Um, it is, it is, a, that is honestly the way that I like to play pinball on the switch best is with that mode. Yeah. That's how um, I would be interested in playing it myself. It's, 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 I think it's really cool. Um, I just personally can't do it since uh, this, my left uh, joy con right now uh, needs to be attached to the switch to work, but uh, once I get, uh, I, I, I'm getting my Joy Cons back, and hopefully they'll fix that uh, j- that drift um, for me. And once I get those back, I'll be excited to play that. Well, I hope your Joy Con work when you get them back. Uh, I know, me too. Those tables in this game look pretty neat, but yeah, I feel like I just want like physical pinball. But yeah, no, I get you. Um, I like physical pinball yeah. better. It's just one of those things where, you know, it's nice to be able to mm-hmm. sit on your couch and play pinball. Yeah, for but sure. They, uh, uh, I played this actually on the uh, a preview of this on the floor at um, Star Wars Celebration this year. And they had actually uh, figured out, I forget how they did it, but they made a what seemed like a physical cabinet, it looked like a physical cabinet, but you were just playing this pin, uh, you're just playing the star Wars pinball, like digital pinball 
on it. it. It's definitely not the same as actually, you know, playing pinball, but it was, it was really cool. So I, cool. I wonder if that's something that a uh, pinball enthusiast could set up. Or if I, if I had any money and or space, my apartment, I would you think need, about. I mean, yeah, you'd need a, like a screen and yeah, like a place to mount it and people do it. I'm oh yeah, but yeah, no that that yeah that sounds like a big project, especially if you're in an apartment. Like uh, I, I'm gonna if I'm gonna move, then I've got this big thing. Right, and yeah. I also just don't have a ton of space, so it'd yeah. be like, well, time to take up most of my living room with my pinball machine, but worth it, I guess. I don't know. Live your best life. <laughs> I uh, when I moved in this apartment, I asked my parents what they would think if I slept on my couch and instead turned the bedroom into like a, a gaming room. And they were just mm-hmm. like, Hmm, that would be a, that'd be a choice. So I got to play that, that Willy Wonka pinball table mm-hmm. that, that just came out, I guess. Oh, cool. I haven't played that one based um, on the old Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, yeah. it sounds that on on the on the Giant Beast Cast podcast, um, Jeff Backler was talking about it as being a really neat table and one that people should check out. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely have to check that out. I I am a very casual pinball fan, Same, so I, yeah. I I like. Well, it's one of those things where I'm like, I like it, but I don't know if I know enough to say this is a good table versus this is a bad table. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Like some people are able to say like, Oh, this is very specifically bad. And I'm like, I don't know. I think it's fine. Yeah. Does it play? Does it play the black Knight song? No, it's trash. (laughs) I, one of the things I have not taken enough advantage of living in the Seattle area is like, we just, we have like 10 different pinball bars that are all Mm -hmm. Like if you go to pinball maps and look at some of them, they're like they have like forty tables and mm-hmm. they're all like tables you want to play. So mm-hmm. I should really get out and play I, more. I, yeah, no. Oh yeah, there's a. I think pinball's cool, pin- but I don't know what are the tables I want to play. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah there's a pinball bar near me and I haven't been yet, so I I need to I need to do that. Yeah. Um, no pinball it's a, balls. Pinball balls, yeah. pinball bars near me, just pachinko parlors. <laughs> Those are, oh boy, a nightmare. I, I, I've always wondered how that, how that would be. <laughs> They're so noisy. Yeah, they so seem noisy. noisy. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but speaking of things that are noisy, my neighbors are noisy, and I'm going to have to call Pat over and do battles. With my neighbors. Nope. Are your neighbors also zombies? You know, they may as well be. That's pretty. With the, with the way they walk around. Would you say that you're eat. a plant? I I have a plant. Can you shoot, Me and my girlfriend sh- bought one. Can you shoot peas out of your mouth? <laughs> I, if honestly, I don't remember the last time I ate Can you peas. Can you pull cobs of corn out of your ass and then shoot them like <laughs> machine guns at people, like the colonels? Uh, just a little personal. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't tried. I, I can't say definitively yes, but I also can't deny Fair. That, I, that it's a possibility. 
so I played uh, I, I played a lot of stuff this week. Well, several things this week. But um, but the thing that like was most surprising to me is I I, I had heard um, a couple weeks ago that uh, on I think it was on the Bombcast. It was on some podcast that I listened to that there was a new Plants vs Zombies game like in a weird Founders program, and so I kind of. I had always been meaning to try out those garden warfare games, but I'd like never got around to it. Um, so I looked into this one and saw that it like basically is the new one of those. Um, it's, it's called battle for neighborville, but it is garden warfare three completely. That's totally what it is. I don't know why they changed the name, but it's definitely garden warfare three. Um, and they, and I saw that they were releasing it in this weird method where you could save $10 by buying it now and you're getting the like quote founders edition and it's like they're rolling out content over six, excuse me, six weeks. Um, and then in six weeks, well, now a month from, from today, like from this week, there'll be the full game. Um, and then it'll be $40 instead of 30. And so I was like, you know, I've those garden warfare games always look fun. The buzz I was seeing on, on battle for neighborville was positive based on what was currently out. So I decided to pick it up and, like not only is it extraordinarily fun, it's also just one of the weirdest games I've played in a while. Like, have either of you played the uh, any of the Garden Warfare stuff in the I've past? I've played like a demo of the first one, I think. Okay. Which I it I if I remember, it was just kind of like a horde mode kind of thing. I think the first one was primarily that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. uh so, do you think? I don't remember when Garden Warfare One came out, but do you think because Call of Duty is back to modern warfare. That's why they didn't call it Garden Warfare. Ooh, that's probably a good. That's a good thought. I have. I didn't think of that, but that would make sense. Um, because the first Garden Warfare came out, I think, after Modern Warfare Three. I can't remember for sure. I know that the last Garden Warfare, Garden Warfare Two, came out in um, 2014, I think. Uh, and the and but that would have been more in line with when. My timeline's messed up for when Modern Warfare 3 happened. Uh, yeah, so 2014 for Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare. And okay. 2016, maybe, for Garden Warfare 2. Um, but uh, yeah, you haven't played these before, Allison? No, I've always heard they're fun, but I haven't played yeah, them I I kind of assumed that it played like a uh, Overwatch or something. It's a little bit more... Um, it, it feels a little bit, it, it almost feels like a kind of a cross between like an Overwatch and a Smite. I know that Smite is not the most popular game on this show, but, but, um, it's, it's definitely not quite as shootery in the sense where you're like, like Overwatch feels like a shooter. It feels like Team Fortress. This feels a little bit more like a MOBA where, um, not all of the characters have like, like there's not as much verticality to like where you need to aim and stuff. It's a little more um, like uh, it's, it's, it plays a little bit slower than something like an overwatch, but it's really, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm very, very into it. Like the, the characters, I think coming into it at this one is a good one to jump into because they've carried over a lot of the characters from the previous games. Um, so it's like uh, there's only like two new characters on each side. But for me, they're all new characters because I haven't played them before. So it doesn't none of them feel stale to me at all. Um, and so you have like <laughs> the characters are just like hilarious and adorable and really, really good. I've been playing pretty much plants exclusively so far. 
Um, but like the basic plant is called the pea shooter and it's like this little green guy that shoots peas out of his mouth. Um, and then, but then he can like turn into a turret and, and like rapid fire peas and be planted in place. No pun intended for, uh, like a little bit. And, um, he has a, a jump. He has an ability where he can like turn on this buff that allows him to hover and, and shoot faster. Um, and then, uh, also, I forgot what the, what the other thing, but they each have three abilities like that in addition to their regular shot. I've been really into Citron, who is kind of like, multiple overwatch tank characters rolled into one because he's a orange and he can like he's his peels are his legs and he can fold his legs up and roll around like the hamster guy from overwatch but he also has like a reinhardt shield on his left trigger um but he has like a he has a, a like um gatling gun that shoots i think it the idea is it's shooting like pulp or something uh so the 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 like designs of the characters is so inventive they're so funny and like like I was mentioning the corn cob guy, he like when he reloads, he pulls corn, new corn cobs out of his butt and they're not really out of his butt, but they're like on his butt cheeks. And he, I'm, it, how do you tell where a corn cob is? Yeah, cheeks totally. Are? Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. I'm approximating you think about here. it. Corn looks well, yeah, he, like if you put two corn, he, corn kernels next to each other. It kind of looks like a butt. He's kind of so like does, a stalk. Is he just covered in butts? Yeah, so he's kind of like a he's kind of like oh, a stalk. He's a, okay, like he's okay. a stalk so with like a whole thing of corn. Yeah, like yeah, corn, yeah. So he has corn's corn, like the head. Like corn is his head, and it's his hand, and it's and it's coming out of his like butt cheeks. And so then he holds the corn, and then he shoots him like SMGs, kind of like tracer. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. And okay. but it's like the animation is so good because the kernels actually come off of the cobs as you're shooting. So when you're done, sh- when you're out of ammo, it's like just like a cob with no corn kernels on it. It's very good. So anyway, like the characters are really fun. It has what you would expect in terms of horde modes and multiplayer where there's like match made multiplayer. It's a bunch of different modes. So far, there's only two modes in, but there's going to be like five or six of them once they're done rolling everything out. But the thing that was super surprising to me. So I picked it up on Xbox because I wanted I saw that you could play split screen um, and they while they don't do cross play or any cross account stuff, which sucks, they do handle split screen really well, which is that you, your split screen partner signs in with their Xbox live account. And it's just like, they can then go play by themselves on that X like, and it's got their progress too. So like my partner and I've been playing and um, she's been playing some solo. I've been playing some solo. And when we play together, it's like, we're playing on two separate devices, just on the same screen. Mm -hmm. Um, so that stuff's cool. It's not like you're a guest or something uh, mm. if you have an account. Um, and the game has like – it has the co-op horde and you can play split screen online. But it also has like – I don't know. I guess like MMO style PVE zones now. I think this is a new thing for this game where – you, you so like you when you start it up you're in this hub area which is very it makes a lot of sense it's just like a social hub where there's like you can like buy uh capsules of cosmetics and you can um like upgrade your characters and stuff like that uh and uh the sorry about that uh the um in the you're in the same map as the zombie HQ when you're in the plant HQ and then in between them there's like this skirmish zone where you can just go and 
do a little bit of combat and practice and stuff, um, which is very cool. But then you can talk to NPCs in each zone and they'll take you. It'll play a little cutscene of like you flying away in a on a bus or something. Uh, and it'll take you to a PVE zone. And the zones are like pretty big. Uh, and each side has two of them. And there'll be like full quests in them. And so like the first zone that we played, you had to... <laughs> collect three pieces of like fashion from these different named zombies so that you could get into a zombie nightclub and fight like his, uh, what was his name was old school. Uh, and then it was this big, huge boss fight. So like we played through this stuff together and they're really fun missions. And the final boss fight was like raid, like in its level of different stages. And, um, it was actually pretty tough. Uh, it was not, all of this PV- PVE stuff is actually kind of hard. Um, they checkpoint you really well to make it more accessible, but it's not easy by any means. And uh, it's just like the, the writing is so funny to me. It's like very, very self-aware as being silly and kind of dumb. Um, like my favorite character so far is the is this guy named Colonel Corn, um, which I shared a couple of <laughs> – choice lines of dialogue when you first talk to him he says my name is colonel corn and i'm here to say i know what's cool in a major way (laughs) and like he like he's wearing like a bandana on his wrist a calculator watch on the other wrist and uh a fanny pack around his neck and he has a hawaiian (laughs) shirt on it's just it's very good uh around his neck yeah, he's one of the corn guys, obviously. So does he not? I get he's got an ass, so like, why can't it? Okay. There's also like you talk to the person that sells you. Um, there's no purchasable uh, character upgrades. The way character customization works is as you level up a character, you start off with a set of you get seven upgrade points to spend. They're like loadout points. Um, and every there's attackers, defenders, and supports. And at first, um, all attackers have access to the same set of upgrades. All supports have the same set of upgrades. All defense has the same set of upgrades. And when you get a character to level 10, you can bump them up a star level and start the, the levels over. And then when you bump them up a star level, you unlock more character specific upgrades. So it's just like you might spend four upgrade points to be able to heal as you do damage or something on a certain character. Um, and then you have three upgrade points left to spend. So it's a cool loadout system, but it's also not too complex. Uh, otherwise there's, um, cosmetic stuff that you can get, but that's all, um, from what I understand, there's no purchasable with real money loot boxes. Um, if you buy anything with real money, once the store launches, it's all, you just buy what you want. Um, and then there are loot boxes you can get with in-game currency, uh, that give you random cosmetics. But anyway, the guy who sells you stuff, uh, in the zone that we were in is like this sergeant military guy who's one of the orange people. And he's tells you about like this thing called STEM, which is their like their task force. And it's like superior tactical engagements and Mark because they made him take his cousin Mark. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's stuff that you kind of like. It's dumb, but it's actually really funny. Like it, it's very clever writing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Oh. I, I recommend it. 
That's, huh. That's very interesting, especially like, you know, none of us have played Borderlands 3, but with like the things people have been saying about the writing and stuff and that, it's just like the weird game about plant plants fighting zombies is has like cheesy, but like enjoyable writing, whereas Borderlands has weird knockoff Rick and Morty jokes. Yeah, I feel like the the best way I can describe the writing in, in PVZ is it feels like a really, really good um, like DreamWorks movie, like a, a DreamWorks mm-hmm. movie where like you can look at it and go like, yeah, this is for kids. And then you watch it and it's actually really, really funny and endearing as an adult um, and not just in that standard like it has some jokes for grownups in like a, no, it's just that the writing through and through is really high quality and enjoyable right? and reaches beyond its, its target demo. And then again, the gameplay, like, yeah, I guess you could play it with kids, but I, I mean, it's not like, a, it's not like even the Lego games. It's not even like that. It's like, this is a pretty serious, uh, <laughs> like hero shooter type thing. Um, I can't imagine handing it to a kid and being like, go play multiplayer because it's pretty intense when you get into it. Um, and the characters are just really interesting to play too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I recommend it uh, pretty highly so far. And there's only like two weeks worth of the content in. So I think mm-hmm. there's another adventure zone coming for the zombies because they only have one right now. And then the more gameplay modes. How, how does it make you, f- so this is, the previous previous skate devs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So how does it make you feel knowing that we got this instead of Skate Four? I don't know. Kind of good because I'm the kind of person that at this point the Skate Four thing is like I hope they never make it uh-huh. because just like it's funnier if they don't and people suffer. It's it's not even that it's funny. It's just that people are really insufferable about it, <laughs> and I don't want them to be rewarded. <laughs> Sure. That's, like, that's fair. I think, I think, uh, I know you're asking more from a joking perspective, yeah. but I think the real thing with that stuff is like, um, like no one's making skateboarding games and there's clearly a reason for that. Like somehow skateboarding games weren't sustaining themselves anymore. Video game developers don't stop making a whole genre mm-hmm. of games because they don't want to. It's always business reasons. So I would say, I like, mean, well, they started making bad ones. I skate, the skate stuff was good. Yeah. Um, but um, like Activision just started totally really cranking out stinkers. So I guess what I would well, say sort of, so sorry, Allison. Oh, also skate bird is coming out. So like what other skating <laughs> games do you need? Um, you can be a skateboarding bird. Like what else do you want? Kind Tiny of to, Hawks pro skater. T- kind of to that point though. Like I think if you really want more skateboarding games, you should look to, smaller teams like i know skater xl has been kind of troubled but um but i I think that is really where the 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 future of skate game skateboard gaming lies is with those sort of smaller teams or frankly with ubisoft i could see ubisoft because steep is real good (laughs) like steep is Mm -hmm. steep has parts of it that are not as good um but like I, I could totally see Ubisoft being like, "Hey, we're gonna do a new steep game, and it's gonna be skateboarding and BMX biking mm-hmm. and like street luge or something weird." It's gonna be Brink, the based Disney Channel based original jumping. movies. <laughs> but but honestly, that's that I would be way more interested to see Ubisoft make a um, a steep style version, a game, but in set in like 
a city or something like that. Uh, that would be actually summer really games, um, like paragliding or whatever. But you're just skateboarding through their existing properties. So it's I mean, like there's a division firefight happening, and in you're all just like <laughs> sliding over like a car. <laughs> in all seriousness, I, I mean they had they made a pretty good San Francisco in Watch Dogs too. Like I don't see they could totally just sort of repurpose that map and touch it up, and make it look prettier, and they, then make it skatable. It's they. You use the animus to go back in time, but then you use the knowledge of the future to build a skateboard and you build the first skateboard and you do the 900 before Tony Hawk can do the 900. Then Tony Hawk joins the Templars and then you have to kill him. And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater never comes out. And so that's like the full Ubisoft dream. Yeah. Uh, And then Activision fails because without Tony Hawk, what would they have ever accomplished? I don't know. They made Spyro. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's... I, yeah, I wonder how much of an impact the Tony Hawk games like had on Activision as like a company in that time period, like because those were huge. I think and they're right. pretty big. Yeah, they were big, but and I, I, I mean, like, I, I didn't, I was never like super into the extreme sports type thing, but I had uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater games because it's like they were everywhere. Like, if Tony Hawk Pro Skater doesn't get big, does Mar- like does Modern Warfare never happen? Right, yeah. I mean, no, and clearly in the Ubisoft future, then Ghost Recon is the is the the Call of Duty. This this is what happens if uh, Al Gore had been president in two thousand one. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, speaking of, I, I don't have a segue for this, uh, but new stuff. Uh, I'm yeah, playing. Dallas is hitting 1.0. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, the original Dauntless, Monster <laughs> Hunter. Uh, Dauntless predates is, Monster Hunter World. Thank you very much. Uh, not Monster Hunter though. Uh, and boy, is it daunting. Uh, so yeah, if you are unfamiliar, uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne is the newest expansion, the only expansion, but like. The newest component to Monster Hunter World, one of 2018's games of the year, if you have the correct opinions. Um, And it takes place entirely after the story of Monster Hunter. Um, Because normally in the past, what they would do is they'd put out like in Japan, they put out like Monster Hunter 4. And then like a year later, they'd bring it to America like as Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. And they'd have the full story, but then they'd have a bunch of stuff after the story with like uh, G rank, which is like more monsters, higher difficulty, all that kind of stuff. And that's basically what this is. Um, They're calling it master rank because they had higher. So they had like basic rank or whatever, low level, high rank, and now it's master rank um, stuff. So you have to have beaten the story to. Uh, do any of this stuff in Iceborne. And so the way it starts is there's like Legiana, which are like an ice, uh, icy dragon kind of thing. They're all fl- migrating, which is weird. And they go to a new landmass and you follow them to the new landmass and it's all icy and snowy and it's big boy season. <laughs> uh, Cause it's always walking in a big boy wonderland. Uh, that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know, and things start to pop off. I've only done two hunts, but it's 
it's interesting in that like they add some new mechanic like ice there wasn't any cold stuff in monster hunter world it was all there's like hot stuff and you know there was mud and stuff like that like stuff that would hinder your mobility and now the snow is it's the opposite of hot it's cold so instead of like your health going down your stamina just gets like goes down way faster doesn't recover as fast stuff like that and you're trudging through like you know waist high snow uh so as you're fighting you're like oh no i gotta get out of here i'm in a real bad spot and then you get run over by like the weird snowfish or whatever that you're fighting or the giant like moose thing uh so yeah those are the two uh things i've seen uh what are they called Banboro, I think, is like the moose thing. And it can like it's been in a lot of the trailers. You've probably seen it. It's the one that like it'll like run around and it gets uh it'll like knock a tree down and then it runs at you with the tree. So then it's like this big like bulldozer thing coming at you and it's hard to get out of the way. Or it'll like pick up some rocks and throw those at you. I it's I've actually vaguely I haven't purposefully avoided them, mm-hmm. but but I haven't really watched much coverage because I my goal is to um, cap out Dauntless's um, all of the hunts you can do. I actually haven't quite finished all of the like base game content because I try to keep up with the hunt passes and like the way they've done the hunt pass in the past hasn't been compatible with progressing. Really, they're fixing mm-hmm. that for their 1.0 launch. They're totally overhauling their quest system so you can take specific quests that align with the stuff you need to do to to progress. But anyway, my goal is to kind of like cap that stuff out so that then I'm just playing Dauntless like new content as it comes out and then um, try to play through Monster Hunter on PC and then pick up Iceborne Mm -hmm. on PC later this year. So um, it'll be next year because it's not out on PC. There's no way I'm going to play through that whole game by the end of the year anyway. So yeah, it's you got to get pretty high level and do a lot of stuff. Uh, And boy, they really... uh, they really want you to be high level because holy shit, does it take a long ass time to like kill these monsters when you don't have like, you know, the best of the best gear. Um, like, and I played like 145 hours of monster hunter world and I've got like, you know, I did a bunch of high rank stuff. I'm hunter rank 51 or whatever. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm not coming in like, Oh, I just beat like the last boss and now I'm going to do the next thing. It's like, no, this is just real hard, and I'm out of practice. So I'm like, yeah. oh, how do, how do I use the long sword again? Okay, I do this and this. Okay, there's a move. Uh, so I need to like watch some more videos. Like, okay, how do these weapons work? And they changed like um, a lot of stuff with the weapons. Like they added moves to the weapons and functionality. Oh, so like, the, wow. The, yeah. So they yeah they added new moves to weapons. Like, oh, I think all the weapons have like a new thing they can do that's cool so for example the uh the long sword which i was using which is just like a giant like six foot anime katana yep um i used that a lot when i was playing yeah so world one of the new things you can do is in the middle like in the middle of attacking you can hit r2 and x on or cross on no (laughs) we're not doing that uh on the uh, PlayStation controller, and you will like come out of your combo and sheath your sword, but you'll do it like the the sheath for the long sword is normally on your back, but you'll like bring it down to your side like a cool anime samurai, 
And then, like, if you hit triangle or circle, I think, you'll do, like, a different move. And they'll let you avoid, like, if you get hit while you're doing that move, you won't take damage or you won't be, like, you won't flinch. So you'll just do your thing and get, like, a bonus for it. Like, build up meter or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so all the other weapons have cool stuff. I haven't gotten to mess with it yet because I've only, like I said, I've only done two hunts. Right. Uh, but I think I want to try the hammer because everyone's always talking about the hammer. I played with a, a little bit in World, but I mostly did like Charge Axe, Lance, and Longsword. Um, yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I've heard, <laughs> the interesting things I've heard about Iceborne is like, one of the things I struggled with a little bit in World, and and I'll revisit it and get over it, mm-hmm. is the like they have a very shaky justification for why you need to kill the monsters. It's very like, oh, we gotta study them, and so we need mm-hmm. their guts to do that. Uh, yeah, and I I find it interesting. It sounds like from what I've heard in this new one, it's like no, you need to kill the monsters because you need better gear so you can finally kill the big monster at some point. <laughs> Oh, it's always so you can kill the big monster. No, I know that's uh, the point, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're much more transparent about it at Iceborne. Yeah. It's more just like, no, we're the, we're on this pristine island to slaughter these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, you're you come to uh, what are they? I don't know if they've named the uh, the island, but like your base is Celiana, and your like the main area. I don't know how many areas there are in this expansion. I don't know if it's just one area, which would be a little bit disappointing to me. I imagine there's probably like at least two, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, call, uh, it's called Horf. The first one you get is Horfrost Reach and it's like very snowy and stuff. And, um, yeah. So, uh, oh, the other new thing is the, uh, like the clutch claw, which is like, so you had like the, uh, the slinger, which also functioned as a, like a grappling hook mm-hmm. on certain parts of the environment. So you're like, oh, I want to jump up this wall, but I don't want to cr- climb up. I can just like grapple hook all the way up to the top of this right. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't find out until like 60 hours into the game. <laughs> uh, cause I didn't do a good job of teaching that. But, uh, yeah. So the clutch claw is similar to that, but you can use it in the middle of combat on the, the monsters. So you can like grab onto their face and jump onto them or various parts, depending on the monster, you could like jump onto their leg or like a tail or right. wherever. And then you can either attack with, and depending on the weapon you have, that'll so do one of a few things. Uh, if you've got like a long sword, for example, when you attack, it'll always generate slinger ammo. Uh, so things you can shoot out of your little mm-hmm. wrist mounted uh, slingshot. Or if you've got like a hammer or a great sword or something, it'll create a weak point on the enemy. Uh, which if you then if you keep attacking that weak point, you'll do extra damage. Um, so if you got and then. For the great sword, so you say you make a weak point on like the enemy's head. If you do like the super charge up move for the great sword and hit the enemy's head or the weak point with like the first hit, then you'll do even more damage on the second and third hits. It's they've added a lot of depth to the combat and what you're what you can do, uh, especially if you've got multiple people playing. It seems like, uh, and it I don't know, it might be worth it to go into a like later stuff with multiple people because going into the story stuff with multiple people isn't really going to work because they do the annoying thing. I assume like they, they haven't 
like revamped like the engine or any or you know the base structure of the game so i imagine it's the same well you go into the thing then you got to watch the cutscenes, and then someone can join you uh, which was an issue with the base game but yeah and honestly that's part of why i started playing dauntless way harder mm-hmm. and not focusing on getting through monster hunters because i the, in dauntless it's just like there's just matchmaking like it just it, it's yeah. very it's you queue for a monster or for a patrol which is just like a give me whatever monster of this type. Yeah. Uh, and then you get a group and then you go in and I, th- that's so much easier than monster hunter worlds, multiplayer yeah. stuff. I, um, yeah. And so, I'm not even, I'm not trying to play the story stuff, uh, multiplayer. Like, you know, I like yeah. the challenge of like, I'm going to do the story stuff by myself. Cause theoretically it should be balanced for, right. Like, right. To do play. It alone, yeah. And, but, um, like the later stuff when I get to like, okay, now we're doing like the really high rank and like stories finished. This is where like the, the real monster hunter starts. Uh, then I like, you know, like to play with my friends, but, uh, the one who I was hoping to play with, he says he's not going to get it probably till November. So I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. That's one of the things that kind of is disconcerting to me about pouring a bunch of time into monster hunter. Like the thing that I love about, that I've come to love about these games through playing Monster Hunter and then, oh, whoops, sorry, dog went crazy at the cat. Uh, one of the things that I've come to really uh, um, appreciate about uh, Dauntless and then Monster Hunter, obviously, because Monster Hunter came up with the idea, is um, it's sort of like a loot game, except that there's a finite number of things to get. Mm-hmm. And am I going to put the time in to get every single set and weapon and upgrade all of them probably not but like i could you could conceivably get everything in the game yeah. and that's really satisfying to me as like a checking off the list of stuff to get mm-hmm. um but like the thing that's disconcerting to me about monster hunter i know that in dauntless odds are i'll always be able to find people hunting the higher end content mm-hmm. um but like i for Monster Hunter, like, am I going to be able to find a group in two months on PC to do the high end or, you know, a month after Iceborne comes out? I'm going to be able so, to find yeah. a group to do the high end base game content or is everyone just going to be so deep into Iceborne that I'll never be able to kill the high end base game content? That uh, stuff. I, so I think so. Uh, there was like a couple things that I needed to beat to i don't know exactly how it works but i had like a few missions left that were like basically oh your hunter rank can only increase by so much until you beat these two missions then mm-hmm. like it's uncapped but when i started the iceborne stuff is like okay we're just gonna mark these two as completed so it's like okay now i can get into the iceborne stuff um i, I don't know how that works for someone who is like just beaten uh, and, and I guess more like what I'm getting story, at but, is less – I'm not worried that I wouldn't be able to get into yeah. Iceborne. What I'm more worried about is like let's say – I don't know what the highest tier monster in – or the, mm-hmm. well, even like the second high – let's say the second hot, hardest monster in Monster Hunter World base. Yeah. And I want the sword you can craft from it. Yeah. And is it going to be a total nightmare to mm-hmm. try to f- do that because it's too hard to solo and there's no one doing that hunt anymore? Mm-hmm. That's the thing that is – um yeah frustrating to me like that's the thing that's I, sort of daunting to me no, yeah like, i i don't think it'll be an issue because like i mean that this hopefully not i mean incredibly yeah, yeah. well and i do have uh, one friend who plays on pc who has not played mm-hmm. since the game came out on pc really i think he mm-hmm. did like a sh- i think he played through the story he's mm-hmm. a he plays 
He's who I played Remnant with. He played. He beat Remnant five times in a weekend. After the 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 we beat we beat it. Like mm-hmm. our group beat it. Each of us beat it, and then he started playing back through it over and over again, and did it played <laughs> did five playthroughs in a weekend. So like he Good played a lot of Monster Hunter World, I think. So uh, he yeah. would probably be down to jump in and help with the higher end yeah. stuff. But still, uh, but even then, like the problem with that is when you have it scale, it's either solo. Or four person or four person scaling basically. So oh, it's two, that I sucks. think it, it might be two person, then four person, and three people is the yeah. worst group you could have. I can't. Remember. There was something about the way it scales. So it's like if you're going to do it, you should do it with a full group. But also, it shouldn't be like terrible to find a group. But I, you know, I we'll don't see. Know. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, it, the nice thing about that is there's not really any aside from a time investment. There's not really anything, and I can log in and see. You know, if there are lots of groups generally, um, mm-hmm. and if there are, then I won't worry about it. Uh, yeah. cause at least you can search for groups. Uh, and I'm sure that there are going to be loads of people playing on PC. Uh, yeah. Term, the, the, so. Yeah. When it finally comes out, I think in like six months, so like March next year, maybe or something. It's uh, so absurd. Uh, yeah. But yeah, as man, the load times on my PS4. Oh, well, yeah. Man. That's why I'm not I don't, even, no I don't thanks. remember them being this bad la- uh, when I played it last year, but oh man. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into playing more. There's some weird mini game about like, gener- like, so you're in like the snowy place. So you need to like generate energy for some reason. And there's like this whole, just push X square and triangle in a random order. And maybe, and like you'll generate energy if you match up the right order that like the game wants you to do. And you just do it over and over again. And then you get like prizes. It's I, and then the cats come up and they dance to like, give you like hints sometimes. I don't know, man, that's, it's weird. Monster Hunter is weird. Uh, I look forward to seeing more of the fashion stuff. Cause, and it seems like they're doing a lot more with the, uh, like story stuff, like actually like, okay, we're going to, we're going to actually try to tell a story and like with cutscenes and stuff, uh, where before it was like, Oh, here's the thing. Oh, go get the stuff. I don't know. Uh, it, it seems a little more involved, but we'll see. Uh, Oh, and the last thing I, so I haven't played like any of the event stuff really, but they have like the Witcher stuff in there. And that Witcher quest, you play as Geralt, you have an Igni spell and, but you're Geralt using like monster hunter weapons. Yeah. I'm Geralt Geralt with a big anime sword. (laughs) So that was the thing I wanted to ask you is, um, my other question is they've done all those cool event stuff Uh things. Do those rotate or are they just gone forever? They they rotate. They've cool. been rotating. Mm. But like some of them, like the Final Fantasy and the and like the Witcher stuff, those are just in. Oh, that's cool. Okay, awesome. But then like other stuff rotates. Like Street Fighter and Horizon stuff. That's my understanding. Cool. Um I'm not too I think yeah. I think that kind of content sucks when it's like get it once and never again. Yeah. But they they've that's brought a, it back. Yeah. I'm not they've brought it back a few it. times. That's cool. That's good to know. And they've done like even like the seasonal stuff. They've like I think over the summer they had a like, hey, over the next like month we're gonna rotate through all the events that have happened. Yeah, before that's cool. Comes out. That's so that's kind of what I assumed they did, but I wanted to, to, to yeah. ask. Also, apparently, I don't. This seems wild to me. <laughs> um. But apparently there are currently 16, almost 16 million people playing Monster Hunter World on Steam. 
Yeah. So it, it sold very well. There's anything to worry about. It sold very well. It is. It is like currently. I think isn't it their best-selling game? Yes, that's Capcom's as I understand it, game yeah. of all time. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I don't see it. Weirdly, I don't see it reflected in the the list of top played games. But it would be like in the top. 40 yeah. played games on Steam, if that's... But, uh, speaking of Capcom... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, it is um, the 2, 3, 4, 5, 6th most played game on Steam, yeah. right there behind Grand Theft Auto Five. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it real popular. Dota 2, CSGO, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Grand Theft Auto Five, Monster Hunter World. So I'm not going to worry about my misgivings about yeah, no, our people doing hunts. Yeah, uh, I I think this game's going to be around for a while, yeah. at least until there's a new one. Right, right. Um, but yeah, speaking of Capcom, TGS is going on, and they showed off Re- Resident Evil Project Resistance, uh, which is the game they had teased earlier this month, last month, and then they showed like a trailer, and it was re- revealed to be like a four player. Or five player, four on one, asynchronous or asymmetric. There we go. Asymmetric co op game. Co uh, op competitive. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, they, like, sh- they show gameplay at yeah. TGS. Is my point. You can. And, yeah. I didn't see the gameplay. Did the gameplay look good? Because uh, mm, mm, uh, that CG trailer was bad. Frankly. Uh, yeah. So the pro. So yeah, I saw that CG trailer and I was like, mm, it's bad. I don't know. It's like. It was way more actiony and like oh, it also looked bad. Like the play, uh, the people looked bad in my opinion. Like which is uh, weird for the. Uh, it looked like a CG trailer re- from like five to ten years ago. It looked like it looks like the Resident Evil movie, like CG movies, sort uh, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but which is weird for the uh, RE engine because that's like everything in that looks so good. But I, like I don't know, it looks fine. It, but like the gameplay. So each character. You like that Left for Dead? It's not really that, but so it's, it's overrated. I mean, it's fine. Each character, so it's four people on a team. I'm so I imagine they'll add more characters as time goes on, especially if this game has legs. Um, but each character has like a different power. So you've got like sure. the guy who's like a tank and he does he takes less damage. You got the guy who does like melee attacks. Uh, with like a special uh, a girl who heals and a girl who hacks like security it, cameras and stuff. If it if it's base if they're gonna make it like Vermintide, but the thing with Left 4 Dead that I don't like is I don't ever need to play Left 4 Dead again because I've played every level of Left 4 Dead. Yeah, like sure. and and they don't change enough to me. Like yes, I know the spawns get are different, but. What keeps me coming back to games like Vermintide is, you know, there's like gear to upgrade and you have mm-hmm. like character stats and you have skill trees and stuff. So that's what I look for in these kinds of games. And if it doesn't have that stuff, then I'm less interested. Um, yeah. Uh, I Yeah. So the trailer they put out was only like two minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to like get any right, like totally. real. But there have been some write ups on like, you know, people have gotten hands on with it at TGS mm-hmm. uh, and people seem to like it. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, but like some of the things that people have complained about is like with four people, like the hallways are still kind of designed like Resident Evil hallways. Sure. So like it gets real cramped real fast. Uh, and yeah. So one of the, so you've got the four people, they're trying to escape 
like wherever they are in, mm-hmm. like in, uh, I, you know, I, I imagine there are different levels. And so they probably have like a police station level or something and like a laboratory level, a city level. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and you've got on the opposite side, you have someone who's basically interacting through security cameras and like, they have like a map view and they can like go to different cameras and like put in different like enemies and hazards, like spawn them in. So like, Kind of like the director, or no, like the enemy, or what the, the Left 4 Dead multiplayer stuff where you could like kind of spawn where you wanted and stuff like that, right? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've played Left 4 Dead, but yeah, yeah. you can put it, you can kind of, you're building obstacles for the enemies as they go through. Um, but I, beyond that, it doesn't seem like. You get, you've got, okay, let's see what this says. This is from Polygon's uh, write-up on it. Playing as the mastermind is done from a computer terminal, I could cycle through a series of security cameras to monitor the survivor's progress or pull up a map of the area to directly select a camera. From these camera views, I could spawn things in the play area from a deck of cards. I deployed traps that would slow survivors down, spawn a variety of zombies and other virus-infected mutants, or attach a gun to a security camera and shoot bullets at my enemies. I had other godlike controls too. I could lock doors to slow players down or turn lights off to disorient them. So. Yeah, it sounds like it could be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, then you could spawn a tyrant into the world and directly control them. Yeah. If the if the tyrant, like if you can, especially if there's different tyrants, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, like if I so, saw Mr. Yeah. X was in the trailer, but if they add like Mr. X and Nemesis and. Yeah. Uh, so a giant plant. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So it. Well, another thing is like it's based on time, so it's like a you know it's a you're trying to get out before the clock down shuts down, and I think doing certain actions will like increase that timer. Yeah, and then like probably. as as the uh, as the mastermind specifically, I think when he does certain things, the timer will increase. Like oh, he put a monster in, so there's ten seconds on added to the clock or something. Yeah, that strategic layer could be kind of sure. cool. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. I'm. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm willing to give Capcom the benefit of the doubt. I feel like multiplayer is not their strong suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. After, after uh monster hunter world's kind of lackluster implementation. And, like they didn't do a good job with like umbrella this, chronicles and the service and, game part, like street fighter five is whatever, like it's street fighter, but the service yeah. game part of it is not yeah. very good. So yeah, I don't know. So yeah, as we'll we'll see. Uh, but I, it's easy to see how like okay, they're gonna add new characters and monsters, and they'll put in like crimson heads if they're not in there already, or like they'll put in like the, you know something from Code Veronica. They'll put in Nosferatu from Code Veronica, and it's very easy to see it's becoming like a a fan servicey Resident Evil game, which that's not bad, but it has to be good to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, or it has to be at least acceptable for like that kind of stuff to fly. But yeah, so we'll see. Uh, they're doing like a beta Xbox insider program members and resident evil ambassador members will have a chance to play the game on Xbox one or PlayStation four from October 4th to 7th. And registration for the beta is open through September 18th. So if you're interested in playing that, maybe go sign up for the beta. Cool. Uh, and speaking of security cameras, Death Stranding also showed off some stuff at TGS. Allison, how excited are you to be punched in the face by Norman Reedus? I mean, 
out of all the actors that could punch me in the face, he is certainly one of them. How how excited are you to open to go into your private room with Norman Reedus and watch him pose for the camera? Wait, that's the thing they showed. That is uh, the most recent thing is private rooms. So the justification is there aren't like he doesn't have a home base, right? Because he's going across America. Uh So he goes. Yeah. uh, So players construct safe houses in the world, which provide a place for Sam to recover. This is from Game Informer. But they are capable of more than just restoring your health. These structures contain private rooms that incorporate a variety of unique methods of customization and interaction. In private rooms, you don't control Sam directly. Instead, you adjust the camera angle and different things happen depending on your focus. Keeping the camera trained on Sam's upper body might cause him to strike a few poses, but he may shuffle his feet instead if you zero in on his boots. Okay, oh this this sounds this this sounds just more like Kojima wanting to like if have, if you like, repeatedly a, try to Norman zoom in on the game, if you yeah, repeatedly like, try to zoom in on Sam's crotch, he eventually gets up to punch the camera. It's I'm really glad that after having decades to have respect for any of his characters, the character he chose was Norman Reedus's character. You know, it, yeah, it could be worse, but I, I it just feels like Kojima's like, hey, I want to be able to hang out with Norman Reedus all the time. Like, but I cannot. There's def- Therefore, I'm going to build this video game <laughs> yeah. surrounding this just so that I can get Norman Reedus, get a scan of him so that I can stare at him in a room all day. Uh, like, I'm looking at smart. a picture of Norman Reedus in a, at white sunglasses and a hat that says Bridges. Yep. And he's doing name. finger guns at the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... So, so I want to be clear. I think this sounds hilarious and like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but also anyone who says, Oh, I'm really excited for this to be in the next Kojima game. It's like, stop lying to yourself. Okay. (laughs) You know, this game's going to be fucking weird. (laughs) Like, I'm kind of just excited for like, just. Kojima with zero sure, sure. filter. Like if you're if you're excited for it because it's stupid and ridiculous, great. Yeah. But like I don't want to hear any Dan Reichert's of the world talking about how brilliant this is when it's like this is just ridiculous bullshit at this point. <laughs> like honestly, also I love Dan Reichert. That wasn't a dig. I have. Oh no, but yeah, no. It's I, we we on the podcast know what you mean. I yes, think. yeah, yes. Um, I just need to make for that me clear like the, hearing like oh you're gonna build bases. I'm like oh I don't I don't like those mechanics in any game. Well, that's, so it, it instantly turns. I'm like, that, oh, man, I haven't watched the bullshit. demo, but that's the me thing neither. about this game. This game, from all that they've said, sounds like it's a survival game. It sounds oh, yeah. like it is a basically like one a stone's throw from a stick and rock survival game to me. Um, yeah. And I think that's like I'm not necessarily opposed to that because the thing that turns me off of those games is I don't feel like they ever have direction. So like mm-hmm. a game where there's like a here's your set of objectives you need to complete. Yeah. Th- I could be into that because I like the concept of those kinds of games. I just don't like, you know, the like, well, yeah. I built my house. What do I do now? That's always where I peter out on them. But like just the the this game is going to be really dumb and it's going to be really fucking weird. See, that's why I'm excited about it. And that's it. fair. I think <laughs> I I believe your excitement, but when I Four see 4 years like, ago, Kojima sat down in a room oh my with god. only a laptop. Oh my god. Oh shit. With only a laptop and his vault of riches from <laughs> creating his, metal gear solid and his myriad his celebrity philosopher's friends philosopher's legacy 
his, his that what it's called his romantic was. relationship with Jeff Keighley, which I hope is a real thing. I don't mean that as a as too much of a dick. I really there don't was he posted is it Hideo posted a picture on uh, Twitter yeah. like with Jeff and he had those <laughs> like they're having the like a romantic weirdest, candle at he dinner. Had the, he had the weirdest face on. I love it. <laughs> the, uh, I, 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 I I yeah. The, okay, did you hear the president's middle name is America? Is America? But that's the thing. This is what I'm getting at. I don't know that Kojima is in on the joke. I don't. But and see, that's, isn't that the best part, though? No. I feel <laughs> weird about it. Because, like... It's a little concerning if at this point he's not, like... I it's agree. A little that's too what I'm getting nose. at, though, is, like, it's... Cause, Everything but, about but, this but game is too on the nose. Are we dealing with, like, a room situation where, like, he thinks his stuff is, like... Serious? You're tearing me apart, Mads. Yeah, like, because uh, that's to me, like, I don't know. I, I have a lot of weird feelings about this game. And, like, does Jeff Keighley understand how fucking ridiculous that Gamescom thing was when he was like, the king of all video games, the greatest man to ever walk the face of the earth, Hideo Kojima, that's who, like. That's, like, that's who I'm more worried about with, like, is he aware that, like, how how weird he is. And, and then I start to extrapolate. So this is See, what I, I was don't thinking think about. That he's aware. As I watched people come to, um, to, to hammer friend, not really hammer, but friend of the show, oh. Dante Douglas's mentions over his take on that Kojima tweet. People were like going in there to white knight Kojima. And I'm wondering is like, are like all of these people also not aware of the joke? Well, I mean, <laughs> he makes the only non-political games in gaming. So like, you oh, know, he has to be, <laughs> getting at is like the, to keep with the president pure. whose middle name is america that's what i'm getting at though is like you have, to, you have to keep kojima pure who who is based on i mean not that i'm comparing kojima to the awful people in politics in the u.s so don't not that's not my point but based on politics in the united states like when i look at a lot of our politicians i see walking jokes but people take them seriously and mm-hmm. they have like they they get to control policy and so i wonder like is Kojima, does he take himself seriously? Does he, is he in on the joke? How many of the people that claim to be his fans take all of this stuff seriously? Because like, mm-hmm. it makes well, me very mm-hmm. concerned if people think finger guns, Norman Reedus is like serious art. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you have people who consider his work to be the greatest thing in all of video games, that's what go, I'm getting at. Metal Gear is political. It's, it, oh, it's disconcerting to me. Yeah. It's, and uh, and I, I don't know. like it. And I so that's kind of my excitement for Death Stranding is more to watch the because I the I lean towards I lean towards Kojima being mostly in on it and understanding that it's absurd the stuff that he's doing in this game, um, mm-hmm. in a sort of sweary way. Um, and there's an earnestness to everything he made. No, no, of course yeah. it's not that I think he's trying to make something that's yeah. not good. It's just that I yeah. think he's in on the joke i guess i want to believe he's in on the joke at this point mm-hmm. um, i mean when you have a character whose name is die hardman like that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping it, that i'm that's hoping self-aware. that he's in on the joke it's yeah. a, it's it's just it's a little on the nose at this point that's the like thing that's what mama i'm about, and but, fragile like yeah. some of the stuff is like some of the stuff is like oh it's a it's like kind of a joke but then the other stuff is like this is just like, I, like this is a pattern it's not like a i guess what i need us to all agree on as like a gaming community is that this is not high art like calling a character fragile is not like deep 
Yeah, it's high concept, that's for sure. But it's, it's not. It's <laughs> no, there's no. Yeah. There's no. I mean, like that's it's. Yeah. It's fine if it's a weird thing, but like. Yeah. No, well, yeah. I feel like it just it's it depends on how like how many levels you take it at i guess because like if you say like oh the character's name is fragile because they're fragile like yeah that's of course that's not deep but like if her, you have her name like is certain- quiet because she can't speak that's what, what i'm getting at but like but like i feel like i don't know there is an element of being able to read it like not just reading that but just i don't i don't even know what i'm saying right I now i guess what i'm my point is is if in Three months, we have a conversation, and certain people on this podcast who will not be named, who didn't like What Remains of Edith Finch, one of the most like stunningly like emotional games with like true whatever you have, however you feel about the gameplay, like really phenomenal storytelling techniques. <laughs> if we're gonna have, to, if we're gonna say that the game with Die Hard Man and Fragile in it is a deeper story than that, <laughs> I'm, oh, see, I'm yeah, no, this podcast it's- to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've definitely. Love you, Sam. <laughs> Wish you were oh, Sam Porter Bridges. Person who's not going to uh, be named, but his name uh, is Sam. He, we, we love Sam Porter Bridges on Gaming Fix. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I, I think that they're definitely different, but I, I would definitely have a hard time with that too because because uh, I, I, I yeah. think I think you could easily make the argument that it is a more entertaining story. Sure. And that's not what I, but, I yeah. Yeah. That's not what you're arguing. No. And my uh, hope is that we can, as a society agree that this is an entertaining game and that Kojima is attempting to make an entertaining game and that maybe there'll be some weird twinkles of depth there that are like, huh, I didn't think this was game was going to go there. Um, but, but like, uh, we'll see. It, Die Hard man's a, very funny name for a character, but it's a very funny name for a character. That's, that's right. It. It, yeah. Uh, but he dies for like four minutes and that yeah, that's, he yeah. dies hard, man. Uh, it's, it's German for the hard man, please. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on from, uh, that was just support supposed to be a short little bit. I know. I really could talk about that all day. I, to be clear, oh, I'm, we'll, I'm, we'll, we'll save that for when the game is out. I'm very so excited. Talk about the game and not I'm positive. Marketing. I'm really hoping that, that, uh, I think it was Sam's observation. Maybe it was one of yours, but the, I was really worried. I'm really worried about performance of that game on PS4 base. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really hoping that because horizon ran well, that it, yeah, will, that, that would this game be, will run well. Yeah, that'd be good. It's kind of a little bit disappointing to see how many things are just struggling to run on I mean, base systems. I mean, I like I get it, but at the yeah. same time, it's like I always <laughs> hoped that like the pro or the X would be a step up, not like oh, you need. Mm-hmm. This I mean, to be they playable. promised they promised profusely that this wouldn't happen, right? So it is frustrating. Like I'm, we don't have to go on a tangent about it, but I'm playing Greedfall right now on PS4 mm-hmm. and. It's totally playable and it's a, it seems like a pretty cool game, but it does it like playing on a PC and then switching over to playing Greedfall on PS4. It's like mm-hmm. stepping into a pool of molasses and it's pretty I, disappointing. I, I, as we get late into the console life cycles, I wouldn't say that's like to be unex- like they, they explicitly said like you can't put in features that aren't like available. You know, you can't have like, right. oh, this oh. is not siloed off only the pro or the X because sure. Yeah, like, but 
Like, man, if you try to play Mass Effect 3 on a PlayStation 3, holy shit. Yeah, but, but it's like, I don't know, like, bar- like basically unplayable. Like, that's yeah, what, oh. that's what the thing that, like, like I don't necessarily mean, like, oh, it, I, it has to play on the base system. Yeah. 60 FPS, like, exactly the same, perfect. Oh, but, like, Mass just Effect making 3 it. Mass Effect 3 on PS3. <laughs> but, like, making it, play, like, yeah. playable. Also, yeah. if, if you're going to lock, if, if this is... If you're going to lock, so Death Stranding is a good example of this. Mm-hmm. It's a PS4 only game. It's not coming to PC, at least mm-hmm. as far as we know. Um, if Sony's going to lock it up as an exclusive on their console that you can't play anywhere else, and you're going to tell me that it, that a year and a half or a year or whatever before the PS5 comes out, that I got to go buy a PS4 Pro to enjoy that right. game? Fuck you. Yeah, no. it, <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I, that means I guess the game is kind of bad. where I'm at because that, I didn't buy the pro because I'm thinking I'm going to be buying PS5 yeah, or exactly whatever when it comes yeah. out. Yeah. And it's, and, and I don't know, like that's one of the things that's nice about like specifically one of the, the selling points that consoles have over mm-hmm. a getting really into PC gaming is that theoretically you should be able to play whatever games released on that console sure. because it's, built for that console so that's yeah. just kind of why i'm like you know it kind of sucks when it's and like i i think that control is a five-star game because i had a great experience with it but if we were to talk about it in three months allison and you were to tell me i don't think that game is very good because it ran like shit for you See, i don't have an argument against I've, it. I've, I've been personally just very conflicted about it because everything else about it i really really like yeah but right now i'm kind of holding off until it gets a couple more patches in yeah before I, I can actually play more. I think it's fair to knock these games for, for performing poorly yeah. in your in your assessment of them, for sure. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I don't mean to drag it on. Yeah. Or but it's like, right. I love the story and I love the environment. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like internally conflicted because I'm like, yes, I feel like it's fair. But at the same time, I so much of the game feels like it's built for me, which is also makes it a little bit more frustrating, too. Well, maybe mm-hmm. what your what what your PS4 and my PS4 needs is a little bit of uh, of Nitro. Well, wait. Okay, no, oh. not, we're not we're not oh. going there yet. No, why? You're, what you're else are we going to talk about? Uh, because so this is going to lead into it. This is very important. Oh, so God. Killer Queen Black uh, has been announced for like Switch and other stuff for a while, but now it finally has a release date, which is October eleventh. Yes, yes, October eleventh. Uh, but that's you know that's whatever. It's a video game. We don't really release. We don't care about that. But Interesting. It is going to be free for Discord Nitro subscribers starting October 11th. So if you subscribe to Discord Nitro, you'll be able to play Killer Queen Black. On October 15th, Discord Nitro will no longer provide games. Yeah. Well, weird. It's almost yeah. like no one uses that service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's basically what they say. Like, hey, no one's using it. Like, we're going to... You know, we're going to take that away, but we're going to, you know, up, we're going to boost the stuff that you're already using. Like, you know, we're going to give you more storage space, uh, file upload size stuff. I don't know what, like, I guess for videos or something. I don't know what people use Discord for. I use Discord and I'm like, I don't know what people use it for. And like, lower the number of boosts you need to like boost a server or like whatever that does. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's, but like, the reason I brought this up was just like, streaming certain not streaming services but like subscription services there's so many and like mm-hmm. no one ever talks about like discord nitro for whatever reason it seemed like they had some games but i don't know 
there's just too many of them. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I subscribe to Humble Monthly. I have Game Pass because of doing all ac- mm-hmm. Microsoft All Access. I don't really – I guess I'm paying for it monthly, but mm-hmm. I can't really, like, cancel it. Um, yeah. But, like, I have that. I have I have Humble Monthly. Um, and that's – and as that far as I can yeah, go. Humble has like its own, like the Humble Vault or what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a yeah, bunch so of stuff that you get that you can get access to by having Humble Monthly that isn't part of the like rolling stuff. And the thing about yeah. Humble Monthly that is great is they give you keys for the stores that the games are on. So like you yeah. get Steam keys. So yeah. then you just have it forever. And like Discord Nitro, I don't believe that's how it works. I think you you have to launch the games from the Discord app. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah. use them if you unsubscribe, but – Anything that isn't a service that is giving you the ability to, um, like, like with with Game Pass, um, yes, games leave the service, but I know the Microsoft games will always be there forever and ever. So mm-hmm. that's enough of an incentive for me to want to keep it forever. If I can't be guaranteed that I'm going to be able to play certain games in a year on the service, then, like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that's the thing that I really I do like personally about Humble Monthly is that is that you know, okay, subscribing to this, I'm not going to lose the games that I bought. And then mm-hmm. also it like it basically just gives you the keys. So it's like, here, have a key to um like in in the last uh bundle there was Slay the Spire. So I already have it on Switch. So I could just like give it to somebody if I wanted to. Like it, there's there's a lot more flexibility there, which I mm-hmm. personally value. But yeah, it it's weird. Uh, well, and that's like another thing with like, okay, Google's gonna get in here, and like Google's kind of doing like something different. So we'll see if that uh, has like you know that sticks around uh longer but we'll see yeah um, yeah and i mean stadia is their premium thing is because it's just like a game or two drip fed at a time per month yeah. is much less enticing to me i mean i already have my my well documented issues with stadia but like on top of that that is not the yeah. like i could have seen a world where i subscribed to stadia even as someone who isn't going to use mm-hmm. it enough because of bandwidth caps to be able to say like, Oh, well, I can play any of these games and stream it whenever I want to. So I yeah. can just like load it up and maybe I'm not going to play through a whole game this way, but I'll play it in 10 minutes for yeah. 10 minutes or whatever. But so uh, some people will, because if you subscribe, then you get like 4k and like, you know, the best possible quality stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, but like that's, I don't know. Uh, I, I imagine that's going to see some pricing changes, sure. if not just like, yeah, full. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's too early to tell, but um, that's Very like two curious, months, two yeah, months away yeah. about. I think there was like, I don't think they formally announced a date, but I think there was something that basically hinted at like all around the 11th of November. It'll be going out. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but... I think that is going to do it for this episode of Gaming Fix, episode 87 on this September 14th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should end it, but I did just see a quick note in this sidebar from TGS that Final Fantasy VII's remake is going to actually have classic ATB. Yes, they, they put which is in cool. something with that's yeah, great. the old combat style. New combat um, looks good, but the old combat's cool, and I'm glad it's going to be in there. 
you can find us on Twitter. We're trying to be active on Twitter again at Gaming Fix. You can spell it like podcast or is it Fix Podcasts? At Fix Podcasts. Yes. Great. Okay. Uh, yes. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, Andre Cole. You can find Andre Cole, me, on Twitter at Coolslaw, C O O L S L 4 W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays on Twitter. And Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Great. Also, and remember to send uh, stuff to uh, I was gaming, to it. Uh, I was to it. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, if you would, if you would wow. like to send some feedback to us, like Allison shouldn't be so rude and cut Andre off like that. Uh, <laughs> that would be very much appreciated. Uh, to gaming at fix.space. Uh, you know, we, we want to make the best possible podcast we can, and we need you to tell us what uh, that is. Because, uh, you know, we can stay here and we can talk forever. Uh, you know, when we're when we're free, we can just talk, but that doesn't always make the best show. So please uh, let us know. You know, we're trying maybe cut down on the games we bring, talk more news. I don't know. What do you want to hear about? I'll tell you uh, what you nobody want wants to hear about. The crew, too. No. I'm looking at a tweet right now. As we do, you have anything else you need to say about the email? No, no, just you know, email us, please. We yes, love you. Please uh, give us a review, five stars. You know, I'm looking at a tweet right now. It appears to be a photograph of some monster Look energy cans on a table. Yeah, okay. no, oh, that's probably great. appropriate. Uh, the tweet's from Kojima Productions. Okay. Um, okay, you will have monster energy in the private room if used during yeah. the game, it will help your stamina. Oh, <laughs> oh, god, beautifully that's rendered monster energy cans. I'll say. It's- it's the only thing that, uh, you know, survived. <laughs> do you think uh, he, whatever destroyed the U.S.? What do you, do you think he, like, do you think he, like, backpacked to Monster Energy's headquarters since he's, you know, whole bootstraps thing, like, begged them to give him a sponsorship? <laughs> uh,. I, Kojima doesn't strike me as a monster. Person. Anyway, like, I don't. I don't see monster in Japan really. So I don't know. We'll leave you with that. It's Jeff. He did it for Jeff. Oh, Jeff God. Keeley. Uh, maybe Norman Reedus loves Monster. I don't know. Yeah. It's too hard to say. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yep, sure will. With another podcast. Uh, and yeah. So yeah, email us please. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Allison, Pat. Uh, yeah. We'll. Yep. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> another podcast sometime. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, smooth.